0: Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life, want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. In this episode, we get to speak with Patrick M. Powers. He founded the world's second largest business meetup with over 27,000 members. His expertise is pitching, presentation, lead generation, copywriting, and sales funnel conversion. He's a master in influencing and persuading with words. He also authored a few books, including How to Conquer Fear of Public Speaking and Turn Your Contacts into Cash. He teaches the science of getting connected to anyone, anywhere, even VIPs. His meetup group of 27,000 entrepreneurs is mainly in London and through the website VIPdinners.com. Let's learn more about how Patrick Empowers got started. Patrick, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast.
1: Dunaid, it's a pleasure to be here.
0: Fantastic. So uh, we met through which network
1: (laughs) i think it was matchmaker.fm
0: matchmaker.fm that's probably it i'm getting a lot of uk people from matchmaker.fm i think it uh, mainly because it is based out of uk and a lot of the stuff that's happening there it's it's pretty it's a pretty Mm -hmm. neat platform for sure connecting podcasters with it's awesome i love it it's fantastic and so we met uh and we were like, let's have a conversation. So, Patrick, tell us a little yeah. bit about yourself. Uh, where are you coming from? What brings you to the podcast?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I'm born in Denmark, and I lived there until I was about 36. Uh, my weird accent is just a combination of um, of being, being Danish and then uh, l- you know listening to too many motivational speakers, as I say. You know, when I was uh, when I was. Very young, I was 21 when I started my first business, and I went bankrupt in record time. Nice. Uh, In a year, I lost my business, I lost my car, I lost my house, and I just had to brush myself off and and restart it all again. And uh, after that, I started to read a lot of books about, you know, trying to find out what went wrong. And I quickly started to identify that, you know, I needed to learn something called marketing and sales. <laughs> you know, I thought it was just having a great idea. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you have a great idea, then you'll succeed. And I see a lot of business owners today. They have like beginning, the beginning stages, they have the same delusion, but I realized, okay, this is all about marketing and sales and communication skills in general. So I started to study that and relatively quickly i bumped into some american uh american uh gurus on personal development and sales and all that kind of stuff and so i started to listen to a lot of them and that's kind of where i got my my kind of north american twang from from listening to all these motivational speakers
0: mm-hmm. got,
1: and then i I've, i failed forward for many many in many businesses for 14 years before i actually had my first success
0: wow that's powerful. yeah it was
1: crazy and, and, and the reason, uh, first of all, people will say, well, why, why you know, what, what kept you going? You know, how, how come you're so motivated to just keep on, keep on going through 14 business failures until yeah. the 15th? And I, I wish I could say something that will really um, help them out. And I don't think I can because I think the only thing that really drove me was just insane boredom of mm. doing a normal job. Yeah. It's just boredom. It was like, I just didn't have a choice. That pretty much sums it up.
0: Like you were bored, you wanted to start a business, but if you were to pick on any one thing, like what was one of the main key elements that caused you to fail in those, each of those businesses?
1: Okay. Well, that's easy. And uh, because that was one, it was Lack of communication skills, you know, lack of understanding around sales and marketing. And number two, I was very, very shy, right? So extremely low confidence, loss of self-doubt, very shy. So um, I grew up in a, in a very rural area of Denmark where there was very little, um, very little interaction with other kids. So mm-hmm. I never really learned social skills, okay. right? It was we're in the suburbs of Copenhagen, but we're not even in a, in, a, in a in a village. There was literally just a small cluster of, of houses. I think there's like three or four houses, uh, and there was no kids around. Yeah. So I, I never really learned social skills, and on top of that, I was uh, I was quite choppy. And so when I went into um, the first first grade, I got bullied a lot. Hmm. Uh, I was I was very very overweight, and uh, it just became worse and worse. So. Practically my my whole adult life, I've been I've been very very obese until about five six years ago, when I lost 160 pounds. That's an amazing
0: transformation, right within uh, within itself.
1: Absolutely, it's just it's insane. Like you know, the people that knew me before and then have seen me after, they're like literally. I have people that walk right past me at a trade show, where I have to stop them and say, "Hey, Bob," you know, and they they look and they're like. You can see there's a disconnect. It's like holy shit! Like, like when when they when they hear my voice, then they're like, "Oh my god, Patrick, what happened?" All right. So, so that obviously was a turning point for me, and then we can get back to that later if you want to get yeah. into what happened.
0: No, that's that's really interesting. Um, one of the one of the guests that I had, she lost about this, you know about two hundred two hundred odd pounds herself, mm. and I was like, you know. What caused you to even go in that route and, and lose the weight? I mean, you had to wait for so long. And she's like, you know, I, my kids, I was not able to enjoy time with my kids. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I've got to, like, they were, they were always making excuses or they were, not making excuses, but like, oh, mom, you can't do this. You know, we yeah. can't go on these rides or we can't do this hike. We can't do all of this because, you know, you're so huge. <laughs> I mean, none of those words, but you know, sure. So she's like, okay, this is my why I want to spend time with my kids and my weight is causing that issue. She, she, I think she was somewhere, somewhere around 400 pounds. Oh. And uh, so she, she came and talked about her story on the, on the podcast. So that was really yeah. uh, awesome. But 14, I mean, 13 years of trying and failing. I mean, that's cause that's, the resiliency, for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was almost like it, it just didn't have any choice. I mean, for me, it was like I got bitten by that bug. Um, you know, on my first business, even though it was pretty, pretty horrible experience in many ways. Mm-hmm. I was I was just bitten by that bug that, hey, I, I can make it. Um, and I want to. And I heard stories of people that has failed multiple times. And I thought, you know what? I, I could be one of them. Yeah. And I can't just. Can't just kind of resign and just give up on my dreams and my goals. I just couldn't do that. So um, I just kept on failing forward. And It grew, grew pretty, pretty slowly. Uh, but then late 2002, mm-hmm. I just reached a point in my life where I was so just intensely fed up with my life. Yeah. Um, I, I, would, I would say it was deep, deep emotional pain. And then... To top it up, my girlfriend left me right after, right after I had proposed to her, which, mm-hmm. you know, she actually, she actually said yes, and she was crying. And then literally two, three, two, three weeks later, we had like a small quarrel, like literally something completely insignificant. And she said, this is it. Boom. And I was, uh, you know, I was in shock. Yeah. So, so all that, all that just emotional pain, it just came crashing down on me and I said, This is it. This is literally it. I cannot take this life anymore. Mm-hmm. I will do something different. You will see me on the mountaintop or dead on the side of the mountain. There is no in between. Right. That's and that... it, it, it's just a massive shift. And and an instant shift. And then things instant. started happening very, very quickly for me after that.
0: That's you know uh, the way you said it, it's it's really poetic because in life we we struggle as entrepreneurs. We struggle, and we we want to get to that next level top. And we keep thinking about why are people pulling me down. And I, I saw this video earlier today, and the image was there's there's three people on the mountain. One is on the top, one is in the middle, and one is on the bottom. He's like, you are the guy in the middle, and the people who are throwing rocks at you are <laughs> the ones down there. These are the haters, mm. the guys that are always the, that are already on the top. They would never do that because they've gone through the struggle. Absolutely. 100%. They want more people up here so they can celebrate, you know. They so they can mentor, yeah. yeah. And like the way you said, it, you know, I'm either going to make it to the top of the mountain, or be found <laughs> dead lying on the side of the bed. That that's really powerful. And then when you said, you know, it that was an instant shift. But I think, and you probably know this too like in your mind, like you're in the back of your mind, because that's the main engine, this is the main CPU, like in the front of the head, we think about things. But in the back of your mind, there's something going on that's connecting all of these failures together. And that was the tipping point, as Seth Godin says in his book, right? Once you reach that tipping point, like, okay, everything's got to change.
1: Sure, absolutely. Well, it's just a moment where, you know, it's, it's... it's always scary to move outside of your comfort zone and there's always fear or discomfort in some way associated with change. Um, and if the perception of that discomfort is bigger than the, than the discomfort of, of your life right now, you're not going to move the moment, the moment, the discomfort of the now becomes bigger than the perceived discomfort of what you have to do becomes bigger you just change instantly, right? And that's what I did. It was just, just intense discomfort. I cannot stand it anymore. I will, I will do something, and I'll, I will do whatever it takes, whether I'm, I feel ready for it. I'll do whatever it takes, whether I, I, I feel comfortable doing it. I don't care about that anymore. Yeah. All I care about is getting results and changing my life. That's And then it amazing. was just, it was literally like night and day, Nate. It was just, it was just. It was almost like and i, I don't really i'm not a um, uh, I'm not a religious person, uh, but it was it, it almost that, that period of my life it felt like there were forces that was helping me because everything just fell into place. It was insane yeah. Yeah.
0: now that's that's really beautiful, and it's almost like you're in a well, and the only way to get out is to stack blocks of bricks underneath you to get out. Mm-hmm. So every time you're putting that block down, you're getting a step up, but you're still in the water, you're still not out. So I'm just still just, <laughs> just amazed by, you know, your, your resist, your resilience and, and the power that it took. And mm. this beautiful, I love it.
1: So, well, actually it actually, the, the, the biggest struggle i actually had ahead of me at mm-hmm. that point. Yeah. Now it's now it's behind me. But that's another story where that's actually where I really felt over the last seven years I've had so many struggles that I've overcome. And that's the that's actually my biggest achievement ever. We can we can get into that. Yeah.
0: So yeah, that's what I wanted to know. So after all of those failures, you finally decided to make the shift. Yep. What happened after that?
1: so um i joined a network marketing company um it was literally two weeks after so so i've been meddling with network marketing many times mm-hmm. uh it was a part of some of some of the some of the unsuccessful attempts and um but i made this decision and and then suddenly this this new company just appeared for me and uh we're in, it was not in denmark even but i was like this is this is the one i can just feel it yeah And it appeared at the right time in my life as well. And there was just something different about it. And I said, okay, this is it. And I I had promised myself that I would do whatever it took. So I couldn't let myself be held back by the fact that this company was not in Denmark yet. Right? So Mm -hmm. um, the people that was involved in it, that that I was in contact with, I told them, look, I'm I'm mega committed to do this. And um, if, if so be it, I have to... Uh, move to the U.S. or I have to move to U.K. to do this, uh, that's fine. I, I, I'm I'm willing to make it happen. And uh, long story short, I moved to the U.S. Uh, with uh, my, what's called uplines, the sponsors, the people that get you involved. Mm-hmm. And uh, lived with them for three months. And in that time, um, made enormous strides in my business and uh, became... Uh, I became basically financially free in about eight months into that journey. Nice. Yeah, so, so then I lived a life for a couple of years or a few years, I just traveled the world, enjoyed myself, um, lived in uh, St. Lucia in the Caribbean. I did a lot of traveling in the US. I had a mm-hmm. girlfriend in, um, in Bronxville, New York, uh, which is in Westchester, just outside yeah. of New York City, mm-hmm. uh, beautiful area of the world. And um, we traveled all over the U.S. I've been to 36 U.S. states and territories. Nice. Um, it feels like my second home. And um, uh, that was that was just an absolutely beautiful time of my life. Although, see, I still had a lot of resistance, inner resistance, and self-doubt, and discomfort around approaching people and talking to people, uh, which is obviously, it's, you have to do that in, in any business. You right? got to do it, yeah. Um, so I became quite lazy because now I was, I was living the life, right? And, uh, you know, I won awards, the fastest growing bis- uh, fastest growing distributor in Europe. Uh, we had, uh, within a year, four and a half thousand people in my team that grew to 10,000 in two years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I became, I became lazy and um, what's the Complacent. word? Complacent. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so I, in, in, my, in my enormous wisdom, I decided to sell that company because I thought, well, you know, now you're this hot shot and, you know, I can just flick my flick my fingers and build it all back if I want to. I want yeah. some new challenges. And that was one of the biggest mistakes I've ever made in my life. Things just came tumbling down yeah. uh, for, for a couple of reasons. First of all, I sold a business with the deal that I was going to get 20% of the profits for five years. Um. I did get some money up front, but the people that took it over, I obviously had calculated into my plans that I was going to get 20% for five years. So I had all my expenses paid and paid you know, stuff I, like I, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to worry about anything for five years. Yeah. But they ran it into the ground uh, quite quickly. So suddenly I had 20% of very, very little and mm-hmm. then eventually 20% of nothing. Uh, yeah. Um, so then suddenly I was living in this beautiful waterfront property in um, Dominican Republic. In the Caribbean mm-hmm. and just running out of money uh, that was very very scary
0: yeah wow man that's that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of experience
1: <laughs> <Yes. No doubt>. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh yeah oh my god wow. it's funny funny I was working with some people recently where uh, you know I said I was helping them out with some sales and we we're talking about um, uh, some people that had done some some things and i said oh yeah i've done that as well and then some other people that said oh you know i've done this and said, oh yeah i've done that and it's like i i kind of felt like in the in the end that they almost believed that i was lying because it was almost like <laughs> whatever I've they, they, yeah. they said i have tried it i've been there I, I lived in eight different countries in the world now yeah it's eight or nine uh, I had so many, I, 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 still love learning new things. And that's also my thing is being like, I become quite easily tired. So I have tons mm-hmm. of different hobbies. You know, I love fishing, I love chess, I love music, yeah. I love cooking, cooking is one of my passions. So I always get involved in, in lots of different things and lots of hobbies because I just love learning new things.
0: That's, that's really powerful. So what is, what is the one thing that's keeping you motivated right now?
1: Uh, it's, I would say, really making a huge impact in the entrepreneurial world. Um, so I built this, Oh, um, well, it's a couple of things. I mean, that, that's a little bit more on a higher level, what, what really is my passion and, and, and purpose, which I feel is to connect entrepreneurs and give them the skills they need to go out and succeed. And so I built a uh, business community here in London called Entrepreneurs in London. And it's become actually the second biggest business meetup group in the world. We are over 27,000 members now. And now uh, I've been approached by investors that want to actually help me scale it worldwide. So we're building a platform. It's going to be a training platform, a network, uh, a a tribe, where we have the training platform online and a way to connect online, but we're going to have meetup groups all over the world. uh, So we can meet in the real world, which I, I firmly believe that is so, so, so necessary, even more today than it actually ever has been because lots of people hiding by the computer and the screen. It's
0: so much easier to do that.
1: Yeah, and because of that, we're lacking this um, human connection, which is so, so important.
0: No, you're absolutely right. Um,
1: And we're, we're, we're,
0: I mean, human beings are resilient, so we're making the best of it because of this pandemic. But like, because of the pandemic, uh, being in, in this one Facebook group, we've been going live every day you mm. know, doing coffee chats and making them zoom calls. So if anybody come, wants to come and join, have a conversation. So I've, I've built some good relationships through that. So if I wasn't doing that, I don't think I would have had, I would have met that many people because mm. now that we're working from home, we have kind of like, okay, we're not going anywhere. We have, a lot of convenience to be able to jump into one call from another call to another yeah. call Yeah. I'm talking to people all over the world. I mean, I'm talking to you in London, I'm talking to people in, you know, other States and other countries. So it's kind of made the world a little smaller place, but then uh-huh. again, we don't have that face to face communication. Like yeah. right now I'm looking at the camera so you can see, you can feel that I'm looking at you, yeah. but again, you know, I'm, uh, I, and I am know you're looking back at me, but again, it's, it's not the same as when we're in person
1: no it's not it's not quite the same and yeah. we can't give it each other a hug which is also super important it's just hardwired into us that this it is, is. It is you know we're touching on the people that's that that signals trust and bonding right yeah.
0: yes absolutely
1: so yes yeah, so that's one thing that drives me is is creating this platform for entrepreneurs to be able to connect in a tough journey um yeah. and like for me, I felt extremely alone because mm-hmm. there was nobody in the family that could really understand me. Sure. Uh, it's like, well, why in the world would you want to become an entrepreneur? It's like just mm-hmm. get a safe job. So I'm just not made for it. It's the I, butterfly effect. You're yeah. the butterfly, they're all caterpillars. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so yes, that drives me. My own my own um uh need for, for freedom as well, you know, to mm-hmm. have the freedom that I that I used to have. Uh, And it's getting very, very close to to being there. And my plans is to live in uh, Vancouver Island, Canada over the summer and then Australia over the winter.
0: Nice. Those are some really beautiful places for sure. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Amazing.
0: Man, I've learned so much in such little time. (laughs) I mean, uh, you've, so I was going through, you know, some of the stuff that you've done over the years and you got to be, you know, on, you know, did interviews on Forbes, interview on BBC uh, with, uh, you know, Entrepreneurs on Fire with John Lee Dumas, Yep. you know, so pretty awesome, awesome uh, episodes there. What was your experience with talking with John Lee Dumas? Cause I've listened to some of his episodes and he's, he's, a, he's a brilliant man.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There was a it was a great experience, and I was expecting to get to get quite out of it, because quite a lot out of it, because it was a, it's a big podcast, right? But I was actually completely floored with with what happened. So at the end of the podcast, I at um, uh, back then was selling a couple of e- different ebooks. Mm-hmm. and I basically said to to the listeners, "Hey, you can get one of one of these 2 ebooks for free if you if you send me a message on Facebook, yeah, and tell me that you're coming from this show." and tell me which one of them you want. Yeah. Right? The first day that went live, I had 350 th- Facebook friend requests. Wow. In the first day, right? First day, 350, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then over over 3 days, there was 700? Wow. Yeah. And okay. then it it started it started to taper off a little bit after the th- the, the third day, but I say uh, during the first week, it was probably uh, I kind of stopped counting after the first seven hundred. Yeah, uh, but I would say approximately nine hundred. Okay. So and then that they was all requested, pretty
0: crazy. They all requested an ebook from you and yeah, helped you build your build
1: your email list. Yeah, uh, it was just it was pretty insane actually. So that was that was my first experience with how mm-hmm. powerful podcasting could be, and yeah. ever since I've kind of been in love with podcasting.
0: Yeah. Podcasting has been pretty, it's been, it's been a pretty intense passion of mine. I mean, uh, I started a podcast a little late, but I had started one back in 2012 and we, uh, it was me, myself, and two of my cousins. And we called this podcast still brewing it because we're, we're, we keep thinking about ideas and we're like, you know, we're still working on this idea, but we're just going to talk about it anyways. So it was pretty fun. And, um, there was a lot of there was a lot of obstacles back then. Sure, if I had spent more time on it, I mean, we all have full time jobs, and if I had spent a little more time on it, maybe would have we could have kept going. But then the the other problem that was, uh, we didn't have stuff like we didn't have applications like Zoom, we didn't have hosting services like Anchor, and the only way we could record a conversation was either through software that you have to pay for, or we, we ended up using Google Hangouts. So that was a pretty intense, you know, pretty, pretty good experience overall. Mm-hmm. But I've been involved with marketing and it's been very fascinating to me, like marketing, internet marketing. I've, I've uh, followed it for the past, gosh, 20 years. There used to, used to be, and I, I know there still is, the Warriors Forum. Uh, you know, watching Frank Kern talk about marketing, internet marketing, and whatnot. I'm, I'm sure you've heard him or heard of him. Sure, sure, I love Frank. Right. So, I was really fascinated in that. I, I just wish that I had looked into it a little bit deeper, and found mentorship, because mm. that was a foreign idea for me. Right. Yeah. Grown up, I grew up in Saudi Arabia, so mentorship is a is a more of a Western. Western word. Oh so, really? You know, okay. Well, all I knew was was, you know, you go to school, you get a good job, and that's your life. Mm. But I was like But I I I later on realized over the past five years that there's a lot of entrepreneurship in my blood from my parents' side, from my grandparents. My grandfather used to run his own store in India. In Pakistan. Okay. And Pakistan, like I didn't know any of that because you know I didn't see it with my own eyes. Yeah. So having entrepreneurship in the blood and 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 tradesmanship and being able to create something with our hands and something that you say hey I did this and it just empowers you. So that was that was a really learning experience. So with podcasting, I think. The most joy that I get out of it is connecting with the guests, like connecting with you and learning about your story and connecting on a much deeper level than I would. Oh, you know, Patrick, you know, he built an entrepreneur empire and he did, you know, all of these cool things. But when I get to know you face to face, you know, with this concentrated conversation, it's a totally different level, like, wow. I know Patrick and that, you know, I could talk about you and it, it's just a totally different way of connecting with people. So I think mm-hmm. that's, that's been my most favorite thing so it's far. really cool. Yeah,
1: it's really, really cool.
0: And like you said, you know, you, so you mentioned several times how you didn't know marketing. You didn't know salesmanship. Well, I'm in that same boat right now, brother. Mm. <laughs> right. I haven't marketed much around my podcast, although I have plans, I have strategies that I've been looking at and like, okay, here's a 24 month plan on how you can, you know, post on social media on what you should be doing, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, so I'm, I'm looking at other successful podcasters. I'm, I'm looking at what Pat Flynn's doing with email marketing and, and YouTube and all that. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's all coming together. Yeah. And, you know, it, so I'm slow. I'm growing slowly. is What I'm saying, and I I see a lot of parallels um, in our journeys.
1: Yeah, and as it, as long as you are growing, that's that's the key. It doesn't really matter because you'll get there. I I, I full, absolutely full trust in that. Yeah. Um, having seen how hopeless I was myself, I'll give another example. One of my one of my friends, which I've kind of been working with in the site for many years. Some of it, some some of it in network marketing. Mm. Uh, stuff. When I met him and we're talking about seven, eight years ago, he was completely and utterly hopeless. Like complete mess. Yeah. And I I kind of took to him and kind of liked him because he had this insane belief in himself. Yeah. I mean, it was actually kind of delusional. <laughs> like to, to <laughs> delusional level. It's like, dude, you know, I mean, you have this idea you're gonna be multi, multi-millionaire and in in two days from now, right? And but but I liked his spirit, and we've kept in touch. And I've been coaching me a little bit along the way. And uh, about and it, and he has just this mindset, he just keeps him going, keeps him going, keeps him going. It's unbelievable, despite him not having any really great results. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of months ago, I, I said to him, "Dude, I mean, what the heck are you doing, man? you you're you're 40 years now, and you're just treading waters, and you're." there's some of the things i've told you do that some of the most basic things and you are not doing them but i mean what's going on mm-hmm. i mean you know are you going to continue this way forever you're 40 years now and i think yeah. that really shook him up and he actually started doing the two things that I, I told him you're missing out on and since then his business really really taken off and this this is after seven, eight years of continuous struggle. Wow. Like and 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 massive action. Uh I mean more massive action than most people's families combined. I mean, it's just insane. So despite that he was taking massive action, he was not getting the results, but he was slowly growing and slowly understanding. And then he was ready for the shift and said, Dude. Yeah do these two things, and then boom, it just happened.
0: It happened because he had gotten to that point where it's like, all right, enough is enough.
1: Yeah, exactly. So what are those two things if you want to share with the audience? Yeah, I, I can. It, it's not very applicable to, okay. to a lot of people because it's it's specifically to network marketing.
0: Okay, it's for um, network yeah. marketing. Got it. Yeah. Got
1: it. But, I mean, it's basically five basic things you have to do in a network marketing business. You have to use the products. You have to talk to people. Mm-hmm. And he did that and did it very well right? He actually signed up a lot of people, Hmm. but he was not doing presentations himself and he was not doing trainings. So if you're not doing that, you're never, you're never going to develop the leadership persona that really high quality people are going to be attracted to.
0: That is very applicable actually, because it, it goes into the speakership and the mentorship part as a leader or as a teacher, if you're not teaching the stuff that you know, you're not gonna get better at it. If you're not yep. speaking about it, you're not gonna get a better speaker. Sure, you wanna be you want to be a speaker to be able to talk to a ton of people. P- talking to one-on-one is much easier than talking to a room full of people. Yeah. Because you're not gonna get that direct feedback like a one person will like, oh yeah, everybody's intently looking at you. And then the more you practice, the more better, the more better you get at speaking, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. You run in your mind. Okay, this is a speech I'm gonna give. And I think Toastmasters develops that skills too. Like if, if anybody's sure. looking to go Absolutely. look, become a better speaker, yeah. Toastmasters is a is way to go. Because right. within two years, you would have given at least 100 speeches if mm-hmm. you gave a speech every week. Right. And that that repetition builds on you. So I think that's yeah. totally applicable with entrepreneurs because
1: Yeah, I guess you're I guess you're right. Absolutely. Yeah. Now that you are saying it this way, I can I can I can totally see that. Yeah. And and the thing is that what I found is that that you just and so he he started doing presentations every week. And I also said you you're running around actually doing one to one presentations and it's just wasting too much time. Yeah. That's another thing that's actually kind of Probably applicable. I would say lots of small business owners would probably do,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, and and then they stop doing the things that is scary because it scares them. And it's like, if you want to become successful, you cannot be led by your emotions, because your emotions will actually keep you where you are. Amen. You have to look at what is that is the most effective thing to do, and then you have to do it whether it's comfortable or not. You just do the most effective way- thing to do. And the most eff- effective thing for, for him to do at that point was start doing group presentations. And then after doing them for a while, what happens is other people will start to look at that person as a leader because it's, it's it takes some guts to get up there, yeah. right? Yeah. And, um, and funny enough, he's very, very well-spoken, so he's actually quite good at it. Yeah. Um, and 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 what happens next is is something really magical and that's that because people's perceptions about you change you start to change the perceptions around yourself okay absolutely that's when the magic happens yeah when the perception around yourself changes when you start to see yourself as a leader that's what on other people really start to listen to you right and so so i i I, you probably heard the expression that when uh, the student is ready the teacher will appear which i found to be true However, I also found it's true that when the when the teacher is ready, the students will appear. okay yeah. yeah it works the other way around as well.
0: It does. Yeah. absolutely. Wow, that's so powerful because I'm, I'm looking at all the experiences that I've had and then in movies and TV shows like for example, there there's a TV show on Showtime called um, Becoming a God in Central Florida. Okay. All around network market, it's all around network marketing. Oh, really? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the main wow. guy they depicted, um, the one who's, who would give the big speeches and everybody would, like, worship him, he looks a lot like Dan Kennedy. If you know Dan Kennedy with that of long course. mustache. So yeah, yeah, if, of you, course. if you go check out that show, even the episode or even the trailer, you'll see, oh, my God,
1: there's a lot of <laughs> – I would love to see that. I would lo- Although I'm not I'm not um, involved in network marketing uh, actively anymore, but I do a lot of training and coaching sure. for network marketers. So I would absolutely yeah. love to see that. Can no, you say I, it again?
0: The show is called Becoming a God in Central Florida. Nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it's, it. it's really well done. Uh, the, the actress that plays in it, she was the original uh, Mary Jane from the 2000, 2002 Spider-Man movie. Uh, yeah. She played, uh, you know, um, Mary Jane, right? So yeah. it was it was uh, really, because I was involved in network marketing back in the days, you know, two by two, there was uh, Quickstar, there was Amway. So, you know, I played in those of like, okay, this is really awesome, but it's not for me. I'm not a salesperson. Like 20 years ago, I just wanted to be behind a desk designing something. And anytime I would, I would hear by, about oh this is a great opportunity you can build your own business I was like oh really okay let me go check it out and I tried it and I was like okay I'm not a salesperson right now it's not for me mm. um, but the thing that you talk about you know giving presentations in group form I think it's a really powerful and it it absolutely puts you in that level of leadership because you're able to address a large number of audience. Number yep. one, you're saving so much time, Yep. right? You're saving so much time and there's people of all levels that are listening to to you. And some people Absolutely. are hesitant to ask questions. Other people will ask questions right away. So it's not only beneficial for other people that are in the group, but it's also beneficial for you as a speaker because now you're able to answer those questions and rethink how all of that comes together. And the yeah. more that I've talked to people and answered questions about what I know, it's, it's made it more solid in my mind on how, how I talk about things. Totally. Yeah.
1: So it's been. But there's a weird, there's a weird assumption is that if you are if in front of a big audience, that people will just automatically assumes that you are somebody like that, you are in authority you put somebody up in front of 50 people, 100 people, they they'll just automatically assume that you are the leader, you're an authority. Absolutely. Uh, and so it gives you a lot of a lot of benefits to be up yeah. in front. Of the group.
0: Pete Vargas uh, talks a lot about getting on stages. I think he had a really awesome program last year that it, that they were pushing where they're going to train you how to build your own program and how to, you know, come up with your own hard story. So anytime you're up there, you can use that story to get you started. So I was I wow. was really uh, motivated to learn about it. And, and, you know, been following Tony Robbins, like Tony Robbins is the first guy that I listened about. I was actually watching him. It was late at night, I was traveling and it's like 3am at night now, turn the TV on. And there was an infomercial going on. This is like in 2003. I was like, "Oh my God, this guy's been talking inside my head. Like, I need CDs." Mm. So yeah. that was really powerful. Learning from him, and then then I learned about you know all the other guys like Ken, um, Dale, and and Frank Kern, and all these guys through that. So it's been pretty amazing. So, dude, this was awesome. Awesome conversation. Really powerful around marketing, around leadership, about around. Success through failure. Mm. I love it. Awesome. So, do you have anything to add before I go to a set of questions that we asked towards yeah. the end of
1: the podcast? So, I would just really, really love to, to just really have a, a, a plea to anyone listening. And that is to just never, never, ever um, give up on yourself and your dreams. Be Absolutely. your own best friend.
0: Absolutely. Be your
1: own best friend and just believe in your dreams no matter how crazy they are. There might not be something that is not meant to happen, but you don't know until you try. Yeah. And then you'll learn something in failing and then you'll find another idea and then you'll go for that and then you'll find another idea and so on and so on until until the real you and real purpose and everything is revealed. Yeah, And there's a match between what you're supposed to become and what the world is looking for, uh, and I, I firmly believe that, that that will be revealed if you just keep on going forward. So don't give up on your crazy dreams.
0: I love it. Thank you so much. That was so powerful from Mister Powers. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, no, that was that was absolutely right. Because as you say, you know, you come up with one idea, and you keep going, and you're like, okay, that idea didn't work. Well, let me try another idea, and then eventually you start forming these links between these ideas and it becomes something so much powerful and bigger than life itself. Yep. All right. So at this point, I want to ask some really quick cool questions uh, that I asked my guests because this is hacks and hobbies. We want to know, and you did mention that you love having a ton of hobbies. What is the one hobby that you wish you got into? surfing. Kite surfing. Oh, yep. I've seen people do it and it looks really, really awesome.
1: It looks completely awesome. Yes. I probably will get into it one day.
0: Fantastic. Well, do send some photos when you do. <laughs>
1: Definitely. Yeah. All right. What did you want to be when you were a child? I wanted to be a biologist. Mm-hmm. Uh, i've always been fascinated by nature and yeah. uh yeah i just wanted to learn everything about animals and spend my time with animals and um i went into what's equivalent to a college uh probably in the danish school system so a little bit different kind of the states before university mm-hmm. and uh just completely flunked it's a long story but yeah um, um gave up on that gave up on that dream but that's that's that was my big dream
0: well, uh, you can watch National Geographic and Planet Earth. Sure. They talk a lot about <laughs> animals. It's pretty fascinating. But that, I mean, I've, I've observed animals. I'm a beekeeper myself, right? So we have beehives oh, nice. in our backyard. Yeah. And, um, we just raised a, a garden, uh, a veggie garden lately. So just watching these bees work. It's just amazing. Like, it's mm. predefined in them what they need to do, where they need to go. Yeah. Like, it's amazing how those mechanics are like that programming is built into them. Yeah. And as human beings, we have some kind of programming, but we have a very intense um, power of curiosity. And mm. I mean, I have three children, and, and I see them grow and I see them learn from our behavior and it's just beautiful. It's like,
1: I didn't teach you that. You probably <laughs> saw me do it. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. Awesome, I love it. And curiosity, right. basically, curiosity in my opinion is, is, is so magical and so many more people could benefit from being more curious. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: All right, next question. What is your favorite movie or TV show?
1: Um, my favorite TV show was um, Breaking Bad. Oh,
0: That's <laughs> so I just, awesome! I just finished watching the season five of uh, Better Call Saul. Oh, okay. That's I prequel. never really got into that. Is that is that worth seeing? That's a prequel to, yeah. uh, you know, all of it. Yeah. Initially, okay. season one, I was like, okay, let's see what's happening. It's there's a lot of stuff that's unrelated, and then season two, I'm like, okay. This is happening. And then you start seeing the characters that were in Breaking Bad. Oh, cool. I'm like, okay. Yeah. This is cool. So now there's one more season left. And then I think that's the last season because they say it's six years before Breaking Bad started. So they're going to connect it eventually. Like, okay, this is exciting. Cool.
1: I'll I'll check it out. Let's check it out. Now, my favorite movie was Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, that was a good
0: one. I've seen it. Yes.
1: Oh my god I just one. absolutely oh my god it, it really it really touched me so deeply and I think it's because it's his journey to to just really do what his dreams uh, what his dreams are yeah and becoming that person that he was supposed to be and um I remember especially the scene where he's sharing with his with, with the band that he's got aids yeah and uh you know I'm 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 even becoming emotional about it now that he's mm. saying you know you know, don't don't feel sorry for me because I did what I was supposed to do. I was put, put on this earth and he, he does this thing, touch of the heavens. Yeah. Right. That that thing about that you you did what you absolutely love doing. Um, and that journey to to do that. That's just it's it's so so deeply. I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about building this entrepreneurial community because I love when other people have mm-hmm. breakthroughs and oh. and just gets to that life they want to get to uh, is something that deeply, deeply touches me.
0: Yeah. You know, a movie that was similar to me uh, in that same passion was The Greatest Showman. Oh, I haven't seen it. Oh, my God. If okay. you loved Bohemian Rhapsody, you're going to love this movie because there's there's even a song called A Million Dreams. I close my eyes and I have all these dreams that... that these are things that I want to do. And then when you see his journey as a child, and he's a child of, of a you know, of, a, um, of poverty, right? And you see his journey and where he ends up in the movie. And mm. then Hugh Jackman just plays a really amazing role. And then the, the musical numbers are just awesome. Like you can listen to the soundtrack mm. over and over and over. It's just really well done. You definitely want to check it out. Awesome. Will do. All right. And that on that note, this question, what movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it?
1: So you get to be the star mm. of the show. That's a really good question. The first thing that just popped into my mind was Luke Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> just Absolutely. instantly, I and have then I start Skywalker sitting here watching over my head over here, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then I kind of started rationalizing and thinking, would there be other other characters? But but that was just what just popped into my head right away.
0: No, that would be a pretty pretty cool character to play. Yeah, All yeah. Right,
1: next... Oh, another one, Batman. Batman. Oh, my, one of my favorite movies. Like I I don't like the ones where there's too much of a cartoonish. Kind of sure. thing in it, right? Mm-hmm. With these cartoon characters like the Joker or whatever. When yeah. But but Batman begins, it is a truly epic movie. It because is. it's all about becoming the person you're supposed to be, but it's also overcoming fear. Yes. Right. Because his fear were bats. Yes. So he that's chose right. that identity exactly to face the fears. And that's exactly what I did in my 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 early years, where I was so I was so afraid of other people. Yeah that I literally pushed myself into being the center of attention in many situations, not because I liked being the center of attention, but, but because yeah. I knew that I needed to become comfortable at it. So that's, that's a I mean, truly epic movie. That's
0: the way you put it. I think I, I, I like the way you put it. It's that was really good pushing yourself into the fear so you can face it and overcome it.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: Beautiful. Well, this question goes into who is your favorite superhero. <laughs>
1: um, I'm not too much into superhero movies. Well, that that would be Batman, but he's not a real super. Would you would you say that he's a superhero? Well, he is. He's not okay.
0: superhuman, but yeah. he is a he is considered a superhero.
1: Okay, but then then that de- definitely it would be, be Batman. Got him right here on the wall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I know it'd be Batman. Nice. Yeah, because um, he's, right, he's this... like, he's fighting, fighting against evil and, and, you know, he's, he is vulnerable. He he can be killed. Uh, he's doing the right thing for the right reasons and all yeah. that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. And he's very just, like, yeah. the just is, the justness is, is uh, beautiful in there. Our yeah. right, last question, and this is a twist. If you as a person were a board game, what board game would it be?
1: <laughs> I have no idea because <laughs> I haven't played board games for forever, two decades or something like that. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember the only board game that I can remember. Well, it, it's, it's Monopoly, and and you know what? I mean, mm. yeah. Well, I mean chess as well. I mean, yeah. I I used to play oh, chess. Strategy. Actually, it was I was I was quite good, and I was playing uh, in a chess club. Um, but that's probably a little bit. You know, I would never be a really good chess player because I'm just not mathematical enough in my brain. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Uh, I probably would be Monopoly. Perfect.
0: Yep. I've gotten a lot of Monopolies. I've got to compile a chart of all the Monopoly board games I have. Yeah. This is awesome. Well, where can my audience find you? I know you have.
1: um, they if they're into marketing business, they can go to my website patrickmpowers.com mm-hmm. uh, and grab a sample of my new book, uh, nice. the new marketing manifesto. Uh, if uh if they're not into business, they can always find me on social media on Facebook and LinkedIn, just under the name Patrick M. Powers Just facebook.com forward slash Patrick, M, like in mother
0: mm. Powers. Perfect. I'll be sure to include the links and the podcast, awesome show notes. Thank you so much, Patrick. This was a lot of fun and I hope to keep in touch and, you know,
1: talk with you soon. Definitely. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you so much.
0: Congratulations. You made it to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for listening to our guest on this episode. Please send me an email at... Junaid at hacksandhobbies.com to tell me what you loved about our guest today. You could find links mentioned in this episode on the hacksandhobbies.com website.